Okay. It's saying we're live, so I guess we're live. Hey, this is Brent Leary. And this is, I, once again, I, I just call this the new BBC, the Brent Broadcasting Channel. I can't <laughs> help but do that, but hey. Uh, so this week is another fun week, and it, it starts right now, and it starts with Davis Bitsky, who is the chief evangelist for Amazon Alexa and Echo. Uh, Dave, hey, man, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. It's It's been a while. It's so good to chat with you again. Yeah, I think it's been, it's hard to believe, but it's been over two years since we did, you know, since you joined me uh, for this. And then yeah. it's been about a, maybe a slightly less than that since we literally kind of like brushed into each other at, at a hotel at a conference. You were speaking yeah. and I was running around. I was like, wait a minute, I know this guy. <laughs> yeah. And that was the first time we got a chance to meet face to face. It was like two minutes, but it was good. Yeah, I miss I miss the traveling. I miss bumping into people and, and catching up and we'll get there someday, right? It's uh now it's like virtually catching up, you know. I have done a lot of that where it's just calls and um sometimes just a quick phone call, check in, see how people are doing and and things yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, well we're we're going to talk about, you know, just how different things are and particularly you know, with you being the evangelist for Amazon Echo and Alexa, I want to talk, of course, extensively about that. Um, but let's talk about because uh, I guess it was, like I said, about two years ago when we last talked. And a lot has happened pre-COVID, oh, yeah. you know, pre-COVID with this voice stuff and Alexa. So just give us like a lay of the land of where things are, uh, what's going on, like the high points with Alexa and Echo. And let's do it before we get to the pandemic. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, although it's, you know, it's, it's um, as, as anybody in this space, um, during the pandemic, I mean, voice usage has skyrocketed. Uh, let me actually send you another URL. This is from, uh, uh, <clears throat> and there's, you'll see all these out there. This is from the voice flow um, CEO just talking about almost a, a million end user interactions a day right now. And I've seen this across the board, even in my own skills, like people are engaged be, with voice, right? So it's now's the time to check this out. Uh, if you haven't, it's actually good news there. Uh, <laughs> what, how many this, interactions were you, did you say? Uh, over uh, close to a million end user interactions a day he's getting. Yeah, the numbers are going to be staggering compared to what we talked about because I don't even remember what the skill number were, was back then, but now it's over 100,000. <laughs> I think it was close. I think it was close to like 20,000 maybe, maybe even yeah. lower than that. <laughs> I remember when it was 10 and <laughs> I was sitting in a room and we were going around and looking at them. And the certification process was manual. Like I would, get, it was literally emails to me and we'd have Excel <laughs> spreadsheets, how we were trying, you know, because it, it was just the beginning is manual process. And now it's, you know, fully automated and super pro and uh, it's all over the world, right? Um, <laughs> and there's now hundreds of millions of Alexa enabled uh, devices as well. So it's just seeing, that's the part that I love is just hearing from people, uh, how they're using it and, um, drop-in feature too, connecting with family, uh, especially during during all this. And so let me, because I depending on the audience and their exposure, it, it's interesting because like in 2014, if I would say who has an Echo, uh, you know, I had to kind of explain what that even was. <laughs> now in 2020, I, uh, most people know what Echo is. I mean, there's even the Saturday Night Live skit. They get what Alexa is. They probably have multiple devices. They're just smart assistants and AI across the board. I mean, the past six years, 
that's really kind of changed as part of the vernacular. It's part of people's daily routines. Uh, what people may or may not know is that you have the ability to teach these AIs. So, you know, it's just not Alexa, it's any of these, these smart assistants. Um, what we do at Amazon is we make that free, open and available for everyone. So whether they wanna have Alexa in things, so that could be automobiles, it could be car stereos, it could be your phone, uh, Windows has Alexa built in now, um, or you wanna teach Alexa how to have conversations about things. And when you have a conversation about something, we call that a skill. So you're teaching Alexa a new skill and you can have a conversation about anything. And that could be stuff like ordering your dominoes right now, right? When mm -hmm. we're sitting at home in a pandemic, they deliver, uh, you could do an easy order or it could be just pulling up um, games. Uh, we have, um, just check, just go to um, Amazon. Let me type this one in here too, if people are curious, because I do hear from people that are, hey, my kids are driving me crazy. Other games, there absolutely are games. Uh, go to amazon.com slash skills. And that's something we like, you'll see categories up there, Brent, that uh, we didn't have like a while ago. So you'll see all these categories, just like any other Amazon product, you can sort, you can say, show me four stars and above ratings. Some of these have tens and tens of thousands of ratings now. Hmm. Um, here's an interesting anecdote. Like we, I grew up at the shore, at the Jersey shore, and we live outside Philly now. Um, and in the summertime, we go and see family who are still down at the shore. And it's, you know, none of those trips have been happening because of the pandemic. Right. So my wife and I were out on our deck and we were like, I wonder if we got sand, you know, like what you put in like kids sandboxes. So we got like these little plastic bins and we filled them with sand and we had our chairs and I took my little echo and you can get little battery packs for the echo. So I brought my echo outside and we listened to beach sounds in the sun in these recliners <laughs> with our feet in the sand and we and we were like you know and we had a little umbrella um that's out there you know normally on the deck so i'm like with the with the umbrella and hearing the seagulls and the water if we close our eyes it's just about we're right there you, you felt know? like you were there man <laughs> yeah and that's a skill right um the ability to stream sounds like that so it could be thunderstorm sounds it could be white noise it could be the ocean and so this is available for everyone it's free um one of the things you can do right now is an Amazon customer is you can go to blueprints.amazon.com and you can create these things visually. Uh, so I hear from parents, you know, their kids are creating their own stories. It's kind of like, um, remember ad libs from the, they oh, yeah. may still be around, like where you would just fill it in. It comes like your choose your own adventure and you could fill in adjectives and nouns and things like that. Um, so that's available to everyone. Um, you can put things in there. Maybe you have, um, you're taking care of um, someone else who's at home. You want to remind them to do things. You want to create um, the ability for them to ask questions like, what medication do I take? What time do I take? All of those you can do. And then you can assign it um, to their Amazon account. So I've done that wow. before my parents where I've set up things. And so that's something where we've tried to create the process as seamless as possible for you to start teaching Alexa to be able to have conversations, to create content you want, whether you have the ability to write code or, or not, right? Um, yeah. Well, that's uh, actually really you, interesting. Uh, let me, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because, you know, that thing about being able to help family members that aren't necessarily right there with you, but they have an Echo device and you're not able to visit them and, right. and how are people 
how are people leveraging uh, you know these devices to to stay connected in ways that maybe they weren't doing before because they could get out and see them, but now because they can't necessarily do that, are you seeing a lot of behavioral changes and and folks leveraging their their speakers to do things that they just weren't really doing before? Well, one of the things I hear, and you'll see this online. Um, you may even see this like come across in your Facebook feeds and Twitter is that it's so important to connect during all this. We actually have, um, we try once a week to connect with my parents over video just to see. And one of the things we consistently hear, if you, if you go to uh, bit.ly COVID voice, which is a URL I created, that'll take you to a, a blog post around Alexa and devices and what's going on. You'll hear us talk about some of this. So I don't think this was available when we last talked, but one of the features, a popular feature is the ability to drop in. And mm-hmm. so you set up people in your life um, and then they just say, Alexa, drop in on grandparents or Alexa, drop in on mom or Alexa, drop in on kids. And it's incredible how seamless that becomes. And especially during this um, pandemic is the ability to just communicate like that without needing a phone, without updating apps, right? This is an experience. It's just there. And voice is seamless. It's inclusive. Everybody can do it. Uh, Voice is the first technology my parents are as excited as my kids are, right? And my dad still doesn't use a computer. Uh, but he can pull really? up things on, yeah, on, I know it's crazy, right? Like both my brother and I are tech. My mom prints out emails for him. He's, wow. he doesn't, he never logs. Yeah. Um, but you know, just the, uh, you'll see in that, in that post I was talking about where we've donated these devices in the hospitals and people have the ability to just talk, um, through, uh, at any time to and connect, right? Cause you're not touching it either, which is an important thing. We've been giving them to hospitals where, uh, nurses have the ability to check in and, and talk through that all completely hands-free. Um, mm. I was just talking to the, to the folks at Johns Hopkins, and uh, I, I won't mention his name. is a, a surgeon out in New York, and um, it was very heartwarming. He just said, I just want to thank you. Um, you know, two years ago, um, my mother, uh, she had dementia and Alzheimer's, and we just we used Alexa all the time. She, she had the ability to call for help. She had the ability to call us at any time. And it's the way that we were able to communicate with her. And you also, we added, um, there's a couple of things we added. So one of the themes I'll, I'll get into is like, is, you know, hearing feedback from customers, um, is, is making Alexa more personal. Mm. And so a lot of the stuff that's happened over time, for example, anybody at any time, you can just tell Alexa to remember things, uh, which is the first thing I did was remember the Wi-Fi password. Right. And so, uh, mm-hmm. Anybody can be like, you know, if we have guests over, they can be like, what's the Wi-Fi password, right? And it's and she can tell you. Or it could be things like for my parents to remember dates and uh, birthdays and, and things like that. But what about the ability? You know, we all have different personalities. Um, if you go look at uh, Myers-Briggs, if you look at MBTI and five core personality types, like I'm an INFJ. I don't know if you're familiar with, with those types. Um, a lot of times I can't get out of my own head. <laughs> uh, but I, I can juggle, um, multiple ideas in my head. I can live in cognitive dissonance. Um, other people aren't like that <laughs> and mobile and web is one size fits all. It's like, here's our design. And if you don't like it tough, uh, and then we train our brains, right? We build up these neural pathways and how to use an interface. And then if you change that interface, 
it can be, you know, it's staggering to people. Like just, you know, if, if one of these social media sites changed the way that it looks, their feed looks every day, right? Right. So what's great about voice is it could be the way that you want to consume that. So you can decide what type of person you want to hear. In fact, we have a, a service called uh, Polybrand and it creates voices. So um, like KFC, mm. we worked with them and you can get the Colonel's voice. Um, and my, my absolute is my absolute favorite is right today with an Alexa device, you could say, ask Sam. So Samuel L. Jackson, and he'll tell you weather and jokes. Um, and all of that is using a technology called neural TTS, right? And so this also happened, it might've happened since last time we spoke, it was like around 2016. Um, there was a breakthrough using neural nets in order to reproduce sound and the way that we hear sound, right? With the little foci in our ears and all is it's based on the pitch, the prosody, right? And, and how we would do voice before, because it, you break it down into utterances, right? They're called phonemes. Every language has them. US English is like 40 plus tomato, tomato. I say some weird things because I grew up the Jersey Shore, right? And, uh, <laughs> a, and it's like, we go grocery shopping, not food shopping. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it's that, that, that part of language, right? We would break it out phonetically because that's actually what Alexa and other uh, AI is hearing is it's hearing the sound, not necessarily the word. And um, what we used to do, and you've probably seen this across all devices, any kind of speech coming from um, technology that you've heard, is we would record in a very, very neutral tone because that was good enough. It wasn't too you know, high pitch, it wasn't too low, it wasn't excited. So now through neural TTS, you could still see mathematically and, you know, if you use a computer and you look at it, that it's it's computer generated. But to the human ear, it sounds like a human being. And it's and in, you can change inflection. You can make it excited. Um, mm. We've done that with Alexa, where um, when you're creating these experiences, I mean, you choose what the voice sounds like. You can make her sound excited. Uh, we added the thing for customers where we're hearing like um, we've got little ones. And I go play a lullaby or I shut the lights off at night, right? Because a lot of people are using Alexa with smart home. So I'll be like, turn off the lights. And she's super loud and wakes the baby, right? Like never wake the baby. <laughs> uh, so you can you can whisper to Alexa and then she'll be like, oh, it sounds like you're whispering. Would you like me to whisper back? And you say, yes, it's whisper mood. And so she'll be, you'd be like, turn off the lights. And she'll be like, okay, I'll turn off the lights, right? Uh, but it's very, very human. Um, <laughs> another area you could say is, you know what? Talk faster. Uh, talk slower, slow down. Mm. And so she'll say things slower or she'll say things faster. Um, we have the ability to detect tone, right? So it's very different if I say, Alexa, shut up versus Alexa, thank you, stop, you know? Um, <laughs> and we have, you know, all sorts of things like um, we've always had the ability, I think we talked about this on your last show, like since day one, since we launched, uh, you had the ability to delete everything you've ever said to Alexa you had the ability to go in see things. And if you didn't want to deal with technology, you could just call up Amazon, have it done. Um, but people wanted to hear um, and have the ability on the fly. So we've kind of opened that up and you could say things like, Alexa, delete what you just heard. You could say, Alexa, what did you just hear? And then she'll repeat it back. You could say, Alexa, delete everything you've heard today. Mm. Uh, and it's it's interesting. You can even say things like, Alexa, why did you do that? And she'll be like, well, this is what I heard and this is why I did that. And so it's very empowering because it helps people understand maybe because even as human beings, I'll say one thing, but it's not necessarily what you heard or processed the same way. Right. 
And so giving people that ability, they're like, oh, I keep, she keeps hearing this word, or maybe I'm saying it this way. Um, it's very empowering and, and it opens it up. Some of the other things is bilingual. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can switch between English and Spanish uh, in the US on the fly. And behind the scenes, we're taking that, putting it into a, a lexicon and so that both language models are working. Um, and you can you can switch between same thing with, you know, um, in Canada, French, Canadian, uh, Hindi and, and English and India. So it's it's really because that's how we speak as human beings. You know, if you've grown up in a bilingual family, just moving back and forth between words and languages and she'll be able to do that. And so just really, you know, making it as seamless as possible, saying things like I want to play a game and then she'll figure out what games are popular out there or, or mm. saying. Uh, when you when you actually have one of these skills, you can just give a voice rating there. You know, you used to have to go to Amazon, or in the in the tech, in the in the uh, in the app. So it's just about making it seamless. And and people tell us that, right? Like if you've been using Alexa for a while, you're like, well, why can't she just do that? Like, why can't I just say? Why can't I just talk? You know, same thing with shopping. Can you reorder my uh, Starbucks Pike Place, which is my curious <laughs> what I have in here, right? And she'll do it. Um, and so it's those type of things because nothing's faster than just being able to to ask for it and uh so that's why i would say uh we're we're revolving like in present day that's kind of where we are we could talk about you know future looking uh, yeah as well. well that uh so let's talk a little bit about the you know present day because uh you brought up a couple of different things that you know the whole idea of not being able to have to touch something but still be able to get the things you want i think that's you know, going forward, there's a that's that's something I think you're going to see more people. You know, this whole idea of contactless, uh, being yeah. able to get things done without necessarily having to touch anything. Go in an uh, elevator and say, "Take me to you know floor 20." Right, where once again you don't have to touch anything, so that you know limits a little bit of the risk that we have that we're probably going to all have to be faced with once you know we get past this pandemic. You know, there's still going to yeah. be you know people are still going to be very careful. And wary about you know what they do, how they do it, where they go, and so the more that you can use your voice, it seems like the more uh, more likely you're going to be comfortable in doing different things. But even when you're uh, in your home, most people, at least me, uh, when I'm in my home, I don't have my mobile phone with me at all times because I know I'm not going anywhere and I'm going to be sitting you know, more likely yeah. in front of multiple devices. So why should I have to carry stuff? Plus, I've Are been you? trying, I don't know about you and I've heard from other people. I have been trying to leave my phone like on the counter in the desk in my, well, because of the news. Oh, it, It's just great. Like, and it mentally affects you. Right. And so I'm like, you know what, this thing, I need, I do it to like track my calories and, um, you know, and uh, and it's funny because we used to send text mess text messages all through the house, right? Like that's how <laughs> we communicate. And I'm like, you know what? How about you just holler? Like we use um, Alexa, so I'm like, just drop in wherever I am. Just drop in the room, or just holler. Let's stop sending text messages so I don't have to be on my phone. So you're you're I, absolutely right. I am on, and then it's email, and the emails are crazy because um, that's <laughs> the other thing. I don't know about you, um, but I was one of those. I've, I've been in this unique position, man. Um, it's, it's 15 years I've been, uh, in a remote home office and then I travel. So it was like 50%, right? So 50% of my business was all online and that included meeting with other people, regardless of what company I was with. 
online. And then the other 50% was spending it in airplanes and hotels and on stage, right? And now that's shifted to 100%. And so what's interesting is everybody's at home. So how fast they get back to you, how fast they email you. Um, and I told them when this all started, because for years, it's funny. And this is maybe this is just some tips for everybody out there at managing at home. The first thing that happens when you're in this, because this happens to me, right? To become hyper aware and almost obsessive of how you spend your time. And right. you have to be okay with how you spend your time. And what happened to me in the first couple of years at every company, not just Amazon, is I became hyper aware of meetings that I didn't have to be in. <laughs> now, when I'm there in person, because of how I'm wired, right? My personality, INFJs, like we love, I'm obsessed with people and their stories. And like, um, there's this thing called the INFJ stare. Like if we're in person, you may have seen this with me, we're in like it looks like I'm looking like really deep into you, but I'm just like trying to grok the person that you are. So it's fascinating to me when I'm in person, I could spend all week in Seattle in nonstop meetings and feel so productive and so fulfilled because I, I spent time with people. But the reality was all those could have just been a wiki somewhere. And so when I was <laughs> not in person, that's what I was saying. It's like, look, put it, send me the notes or put this in a wiki. I don't need to be there. And that was the first thing I would say a universe, you know, I hear this across all companies is people are like, now they're blocking sections off their calendar. They're like, look, I'm not sitting, I'm not trying to like manage my kids while they're at home and sit in front of a webcam all day. Like I, if you want to talk, you know, we can talk, but like do that. So it's managing, um, managing the time becomes like a, a super important thing. Right. And so the phone for me is part of that as well. Uh, it's, you know, digital yeah. health, like super important. Manage the time that you're on it, manage the time you're outside. That's where that idea for the beach in the sand came from. Cause we've been having some really nice weather outside Philly. So it's like manage the time that I'm actually getting outside as a human being and not sitting here in my basement. Um, <laughs> you know, right. th those type of things. I agree with you. I agree with you with the phone. So do you see, because you know, the majority of us are still spending lots of our time in our houses uh, and we seem to be at least, you know, you and I, and I'm sure we're not alone. We, we seem to be adjusting uh, to that by leveraging some of these, you know, like your voice to do more things and, and not necessarily use your phone to do that. You put your phone down and, and you're just using right. the devices that are, are within your, your sound of your voice, so to speak. Um, do you see that as that happens, and as you know, the longer we're kind of sheltering in place and we're using our devices beyond our phones in our houses to do things with our voice, do you see that starting to impact the way that we will be uh, in our business lives, not just our personal lives, but, you know, when we, you know, do more B2B interactions, are you seeing right. some of the interactions that typically would have taken place with your phone? starting to take place with your voice devices? Well, I look at it this way. Um, you know, the mission of our group uh, has always been Alexa anywhere that you want it to be. And so right now that's in the house. But like if you go for a drive, you should be able to say, Alexa, read my book. And it was the audio book maybe you were just listening to in your den. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, it's just, it's seamless. And so the way I... I um, 
I've been quoted saying this before, and I, I think it's still the best analogy, is that voice is the new HTML. So think about when the web first came out and the internet first came out. How did you contact companies, right? It was like you wrote a letter, you walked into their lobby or a phone call, and suddenly through HTML, right? And I didn't want to say voice is the new web because web is so encompassing with social and everything too, because it's really, it's, it's the interface. So HTML suddenly became the interface to connect with anybody anywhere in the world, any brand in the world, to learn, right? To ask questions about anything was really how HTML brought the web together. And that's the way you should look at voice. It's the HTML for everything. So I could talk to my car, I could talk to my speaker, I could talk to my house, I could talk to you. And it's just the ability to just talk and have a conversation. It's not that it, in that is the killer app in and of itself, right? Is, is being able to do that. Um, and what's got me excited as you know, when I was a kid growing up in the in the seventies and the eighties, and I would start using computers like my Commodore, and I would go and tell my parents, and they and I'd be like, "Check this out! Look what I can have." They'd be like, "We have no idea what you're talking about." <laughs> and it was I got to school, and that where they were like, they would have math teachers. Um, it was like middle school now, math teachers and, and grade school, math teachers suddenly had to become the computer science teachers, and I would know more, <laughs> and they'd be like, "Hey, could you?" tell me what to teach. <laughs> and I'd be like shown how to write programs and basic and things. Right. And I was like, this is so there's a, there's a discrepancy between how excited I am and the potential I'm seeing and the barrier for entry. And that's always mm. pissed me off. Every new tech, like there are still people who do not have a smartphone. Right. And if they got a smartphone, they haven't upgraded that thing or patched that thing. And, and suddenly here comes this new wave of tech between AI and voice that allows everybody, I mean, everybody to just be able to go ahead and have a conversation. And that, uh, like I talk to a lot of brands and like when you get into marketing, right, when you're targeting the 18 to 34 demographic, which happens a lot, a lot of that is because those are the people on the phones. But what mm. happens when your demographic is 64 plus and they're fully engaged? You see that stuff happening in voice. And they have something to say um, and they can share stories. And, and it's, it's, that's what's truly got me excited about this area um, is that this stuff should have never been hard and we've left people behind and now everybody's got a seat, right? And that is, it's really, it's people focused. It's putting, uh, I always like to say this, I tell brands this, I say, meet people in the moment. Right. And so what that means is like, if I was going to ask you anything, whether you're a person or a brand, um, what would it be? Cause it's in the moment where I'm comfortable and we've never had that other than me calling up a, a line to, uh, to complain about something. Right. right. What if I'm happy? Um, and what, how would people go and integrate? And I, there's all sorts of case studies. Um, you'll see coming out of Amazon, um, everything from like, you know, creating financial, skills and people ask, how am I doing? Like, what does that even mean? Right. <laughs> it's, it's bounced. Cause it's a human based thing. Right. Um, to like what we've done. So Amazon music. So if you're a prime customer, you do get a whole bunch of songs. Uh, even if you're not, you do get, uh, songs for free. Um, but we've done a whole bunch with Amazon music where, and this, I do hear a lot with, uh, even before the pandemic, but especially now in the pandemic is, um, 
what we're building behind the scenes is an entity action knowledge graph and it, it understands current context of things. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what's up. I'm not, I can tell I'm not cool anymore. I remember when old town <laughs> road was like a, was oh, everywhere, yeah. right? That was just a couple of years would, ago. <laughs> right. So that would mean not, that would mean absolutely nothing in normal conversation 10 years ago. Right. But suddenly when you ask that, right, that this graph has to understand that it's almost like how pop culture shifts over time. Like if you go and try and watch a Simpsons episode from 20 years ago, you have to try and decipher what was <laughs> in the news and what was pop culture during that time to get all the jokes. Right. That's the way that this works. It's, it's in real time because our conversations and what we ask for all change um, based in the moment. Right. COVID is, an, is another example. So um, there's a lot of things. We've put it there in for customers and we've worked with the CDC where you can say, um, what are the symptoms? How do I get tested? Um, what are the symptoms? <laughs> he yeah. said, what are the symptoms? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are the symptoms to know if I have, have COVID, right? Um, right? Just getting like real information about it um, on the fly, right? So giving that uh, ability to meet in the moment. Um, but one of the other things you could do with music is, and I do this all the time is you can ask for lyrics. Mm -hmm. So you could say, uh, you know, um, I'm blank, but you, any, any cool lyric that you're thinking of, uh, uh I, you too, with or without use popping in my head right now, um, there it is. but just be able to ask that right by lyric, you get the song. Then another thing we just said recently is different versions. So you could say, you know what? Play the live version of With or Without You. Play the acoustic version because you're in a different mood. Um, then you hear that that song, right? You can you can ask about the artist. You can ask about the album. But then you could say, you know what? Create a new playlist and call this um, Memories and then add this song to the playlist. So you can start with your voice creating playlists on the fly too. Mm. So it, it, it completely changes... The, the listening experience, I, you know, I do this a lot. We also have um, Amazon HD music, which gives you the ability to stream in super, super high quality, mm. uh, as well as 3D sounds. So we have this Echo Studio, which actually will play 3D sound around you. And it's like, you do a live performance with this 3D sound. It's pretty stunning. It, it, it definitely gives you that feeling of being in these huge, um, venues of of live music being played right and so that's really it's just getting because music changes mood right um oh here's another thing that's happened since we last talked um since the beginning with smart home you know we heard from customers we want to be able to automate things i don't want to just right. put on my light i want to be like one of the things i do is i say um uh alexa um creative right and creative is the name of this routine where the lights, so you can see how bright they are in here. It helps me think. Um, it'll play different music. It's integrated. You could even launch a skill through that. So like some of this, like, uh, you know, thunderstorm sounds and waves, like I could kick that off um, mm -hmm. and I can automate that. And then Alexa also has these things called hunches now where she could be like, Dave, I noticed you dim the lights and you play this song every day at 3 p.m. Do you want me to just make a routine? Um, so the ability to do that as well uh, is routines and everybody can do that. Um, you can ask Alexa to start a routine, or if you go into your Alexa app, you'll see right there on the side routines. And then you just, add, it's kind of like step-by-step step of what you want to do. Uh, I'm laughing because there was a funny meme. It was like, um, for a smart home thing, it was like intruder detected. And it was like, Alexa play, welcome to the jungle and then start <laughs> Roomba. And the Roomba's going around with like mate sprays <laughs> and stuff. And it's like, but you can automate, you know, like kind of all that, um, 
all that stuff. And so that's definitely something um, that we've added. And then screens. I don't know if, if last time that we had all these devices with screens, um, which becomes a different modality. We right. make it easy when you're creating these experiences, um, whether it has a screen or not, you can handle it the same way. So you don't have to worry about it. Like, will if there's no screen there, you'll still have a conversation. And if there is a screen there, you can be like, oh, if there is a screen there to show this, right? It's the same with voice shopping. I could just say, you know, reorder AAA batteries. But if there's a screen, it'll actually show what it looked like that I used. And then these are touch screens too. So I can go up and I can, I can touch it. But then you get into screens like Fire TV where I could be, and I've been streaming so much content in this pandemic but i could be like you know alexa play game of thrones season three it'll just pull it up and then you can see it and then you can just say you can navigate you can do that with skills there's a skill um one of my favorites is called song quiz so it's like music trivia and you play that and other people all over the world are playing at the same time and uh it's like you're trying to i could be like play 70s music and then you can bring that up on your fire tv so you've got this big kind of experience, you know, you're sipping a coffee and you're just wasting 20, 30 minutes with the fam. We do that all the time. There's been like board games that have come out. So like Ticket to Ride, uh, Clue, Monopoly all have, um, they have like these Alexa based integrations now. So you, you know, Alexa can be the banker. So no one's cheating <laughs> there or the real estate agent, but you know, you just think about that. It gets, it, 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 it makes it so it's just easy to go ahead and ask for that stuff. Nobody's looking at their phones. You're looking at each other. It's not face down. It's just being together. Um, and, and voice allows that, you know? And so for me, it's not just home. It's everywhere that you want it to be, you know, you could put it in, in, in anything. And so I have, I haven't been doing a lot of driving other than going around the neighborhood to keep my car battery, uh, still lit. <laughs> but when I go into my car, Alexa is there too. We have this thing called Echo Auto. You may have read like we had over a million pre-orders. Um, I got one device. of them. Yeah, so you know, and it device is very affordable. Um, I I happen to you know it's it's like where I've got it on my dash. Um, it's like it's perfect. I just you know, and what you what you I pull. I found that audiobooks because even though I had, uh, I happen to have an Android device, so I have um, the ability to always pull up. Amazon content um, through that device. So I had the ability to play Audible, which I think um, Apple CarPlay also has the ability to do Audible, which is, you know, audio, audio versions of books and things like that, which I did use a lot while traveling. Say so did, hopefully soon again. Um, <laughs> but what I soon noticed is even though I had the ability before in these devices to hit a button and try and talk uh, or touch the screen, it became uh, way more seamless to just say, Alexa, resume my book, because it's hands-free. There is no button for the Echo Auto. And the microphones, so there's like seven mics. That's what those little dots are on your on your Echo Auto. Much like that was the first thing that amazed people with the Echo, besides the fact that Alexa heard them, <laughs> um, was that she heard them when music was blasting. Right. And so imagine a car, a car, if is is funny because a car is actually even worse than the home sound vibe because you've got the noise just ambient in a car um you've got music playing now imagine that it's raining out hard and you've got wipers going as well like if you if you have a decibel meter in there just the ambient noise in a car um mm -hmm. and that was something that we really needed to nail for customers was the ability that all that can be going on i've got my wipers going my music blasting 
my kids are going crazy in the backseat and I can be Alexa oh, Paul. Going as well. Wow. That is right? really, I mean, I think it's, uh, I I'm just so curious. I want to get your take on this. I think people, this, you know, the situation that we're, we're currently in and probably be in for a while. It's, it's forcing people to change the way they do things. Some, some foundational things and some things that, aren't necessarily foundational, but it's things that just, they end up saying, you know, this, I want to do this, but I, I just got to do it this way in order for me to do it. Um, how is what we go through today and the behavioral changes that we're, we're kind of bringing on ourselves because we want to be able to do certain things still. What does yeah, that so look like on the other side? What, what, what is this leading to? And it, particularly when it comes to voice. Yeah, I, so what I talked about before is that how we left people behind and tech and this is everything coming out of Silicon Valley. Like it was, and I did, I've done this in previous jobs. We would create across all different companies. We create this amazing tech. And then I would go to companies and I'd be like, okay, this is, this is awesome. You have to all learn it and redo everything. So you can go talk to your customers again. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's not what this is. So this is back to being human beings. That's what's great about this is there is nothing to learn. And I, the way I talk about it, um, I've done some keynotes where I call it learning to talk again in a verse, voice first world, because there is no more, uh, we're going to need to roll out an updated version of our mobile app and are people going to relearn that and AB testing in a visual interface. It's no, any human being that wants to interact with me can anywhere they want. And so that's what's different about this, right? It really is a, a, a sea change. And so it's not the tech getting between you and another person. And so human beings, we already know how we talk, right? Um, and it's interesting, you know, like how we process info. There's something called the Shannon limit, which is, uh, it was, uh, I think, I believe it was a researcher at AT&T. Um, it's basically... There's always a maximum amount of data that can go through any communication channel. And that includes human consciousness, which I'll err on the, the low side, I'll say is 40 bits per second, but it can go as high as you know, 70, 80. People can, can debate that. Um, but what that basically means is in any given second, there's only 40 things that I could consciously think about. Meanwhile, what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing is tens and tens of millions of bits of information in that second. Wow. And so what's actually happening is your consciousness paints a picture of what's actually happening. And in fact, this will blow your mind. There's a half a second delay. Our brain just makes us think that it's happening right now, but it actually happened half a second ago mm. because of the time that it takes to process all of that. Right. And this is why things can happen, you know, like where uh, uh, you, where you like you hear things like muscle memory, right? You see tennis players or baseball players. You can't consciously see that speedball coming because of the delay. But your muscle memory and you train enough, your body can and it's reacting to it. It's just like you feel you know where it's going to be, right? That's kind of tapping into your your subconscious. And so consciously processing a phone app, <laughs> trying hmm. to figure out how to talk versus just things are coming out and you don't even remember what you're asking. It's very it's a lot faster. It's a lot higher bandwidth um, to get things done, right? And so the future of this 
as people get more and more used to voice, what we need to do is move from where we are today is kind of this back and forth, this very dialogue, you know, give me the weather, give me a song. It's like back and forth. But human beings were very ambiguous. And that's where we kind of live in the realm of um, conversations is that we understand intent. We understand the moment and the climate that we're all in. So if I said something like, hey, um, when this is all, when this pandemic's all done, let's get together. So what does that mean, right? To you and me, it could mean coffee. It could go mean uh, we're going to break bread. Maybe we're going to go, you know, have a drink. Uh, but we already know in our head, it means a venue where we're going to be. It probably means we're going to do something. We need to get there. We need to also know the time because otherwise you're going to be waiting, right? Anything has has time, location, a specific space, right? And so we have this technology we're calling Alexa conversations where you can say stuff like, hey, let's get together. And then she can say, well, and based on this neural net that's been built, she can say, well, when, when human beings do that, when Dave does that, that actually means I need to go and find him, uh, maybe book movie tickets, maybe find a car, uh, book a restaurant, do that all on your behalf. And that's just one example. We feel like there's going to be, as people start to have more and more conversations, all sorts of scenarios. Like this is just a hypothetical scenario I can have in my mind, but it happens a lot in my household is stuff like book a doctor's appointment. What does that mean? How do I get there? What time is it? Who is it for? Um, you know, is there any pre-work labs? All that kind of stuff. And that will make it very, very seamless for people because one of the things we've been forced to do with tech, you know, like here's an interesting stat. Um, so you'll see this across the board in the voice space, not just Alexa, but the younger the human being, the more verbose they are. Mm. Right? Right from the beginning. And why is that? It's because we've been ruined by tech over generations where we talk like search engines because that's how we've had to do things. And we talk loud. So we'll be like, open the thing, you know, like it's just, but you don't have to do that anymore. You can just talk like a human. And so I think, you know, as more and more generations go, it'll just be normal conversation. And in fact, you know, there'll be a, di there'll be no difference between an AI uh, and a human being. And I have heard from people of, um, you know, we put, we put uh, Alexis into, um, uh, retirement homes and um, you'll see case studies on this. And it was a 93 year old gentleman that was like, just hearing another voice. I never thought I'd see this. Just hearing another voice all day long is so amazing and fulfilling because mm. we're, we're social, right? Like we need to have that. Um, imagine a world where like all this podcast stuff, all this stuff I've recorded that's out there, there's enough to create a neural net around that. So imagine that my great, great grandkids who have never met me are like, I want to ask Dave the story of what it was like in 2020. And it's my voice because we have neural TTS. So it's, it sounds like me. It's my idea. It's like the Star Trek colonnette, right? And so that's kind of where we'll, we'll go. And, and you already see some of that today with the web and social. There's online ghosts, right? You yeah. see everything people have posted. You can go and see them and you can and you feel like you're you're visiting with them, like there's an essence that they've left behind of who they are, um, and I think you're gonna you're gonna start to see that. And so we're we're interacting with technology, but the AI is getting who we are um, as human beings. And then as we move even forward, it's going to be, you know, my kids are super comfortable just 
having conversations with Alexa. So AIs are going to become a thing that we just get. You, we're already like that today. We're already cyborgs, right? We just happen to have <laughs> the, instead of being inside us, it's a thing in our pocket, although you and I are leaving it on our desk, right? Um, <laughs> but, and we just happen to interface with that through touch, but we're going to start interfacing through that with voice and eventually thought. Um, you wow. know, and so that's kind of where this this heads in the, in the future. Um, I'm I'm excited about it because it it doesn't leave anybody behind. Well, I think it, the other thing it, it sounds like, and I've, I've this word empathy has been coming up uh, a lot over the last six to twelve months when it comes to not just you know voice but just in general automation, uh, AI, and empathy can can AI lead to empathy or does it just allow us to uh, let us use our empathy more easily and more readily? I think empathy comes from two things. First is emotional intelligence. And so when you're emotionally mature, um, you've got a really good sense, self-awareness. You understand you're just as flawed as the person next to you. You understand that, I mean, consciousness, right? We were just talking, we all see the world differently. Uh, we draw from our own experiences, our own backgrounds, and that is part that creates empathy. And the other part that creates empathy is an awareness, education. Uh, so understanding what are all the facts, you know, and, and just not being ignorant of whatever kind of situation you're in. I think when you combine those two, that's really where you can build up a strong uh, basis of empathy in any any human being. I have a, a really good self-awareness. I'm aware of all the the, the the actual situation that we're talking about. I see both sides. I can juggle around the ideas. And I understand that what I communicate back can have impact on people uh, as as well as me, right? And AI can help in that, in that. I can ask about what are the facts on any given topic, right? I could be like, you can actually, I don't know if you've seen uh, John Krasinski, Some Good News. Like you can just yeah. say, uh, you could say Alexa, open Some Good News. And he's got it on the Alexa now. So play the video. You just pull that up. Um, just the ability to kind of generate that awareness. And I, I believe you get empathy from, from those things to help build emotional maturity. AI can absolutely help. It's, it's interesting because um, there's no judgment. When you, when you talk to another human being, there's always this fear of judgment. But there is no judgment when it's an AI. Mm -hmm. If you're asking, and you can ask about any topic, there's no judgment. Is you know, Alexa's not going to be. That's a stupid question, right? This, this is none of that, which we always fear uh, as a human being. So I really do feel like it's going to open up the ability for people to uh, investigate and learn about things and be able to become more emotionally mature in that. And that that's how I would to answer your question. That's kind of how I would look at how we build empathy. You know, that's uh, that's really interesting because, like you said, some some. Uh... I guess generated empathy could be more empathetic than an actual human being. I mean, we've all been in cases where we're looking for help. It's, it's an emergency. We, we call the 800 number and the person we get on the other end is like, they don't give a damn. I mean, and then they, yeah. but on the other hand, all I want is something to help me. And, and sometimes an automated bot shows me the, the empathy I need where a human being doesn't. So it's One really the first things that happened when we launched Alexa, um, we did get, you know, Alexa, I love you. And there was marriage proposals. Um, <laughs> it's amazing how many times Alexa, I love you. Right. But one of the <laughs> things we also got was 
Alexa, I'm depressed or mm. Alexa, I'm feeling suicidal. And you know, how do you, how do you handle that? Right. You don't get that in a mobile app. Uh, and she will have conversations around that. And, um, I, I got, uh, if you look back, I forget which CES it was. It was one when, when we had like around 25,000, uh, skills and, I got this LinkedIn message right before I went on to do the keynote. So if I had anything in my eye, this is why. And it mm. said, um, thankful son. And I looked at the message and it was, he basically said, Dave, I just want to thank you. And please pass this on to the Alexa team that my dad, who was 92, um, he was alone and he was having a stroke and um, he asked for help. He said, Alexa, help me. And the medical professionals were able to there to get in time. And then the, he sent me like the following week pictures of his dad at 93rd birthday, blowing out candles. And I was like, wow, like, you know, that is the inclusiveness and the power and the capability uh, that no other tech is, is giving that. And it's, it was just, you know, hard. And I do hear, I hear lots of stories like that. Uh, that connection and the ability for people to reach out. And so I do see that type of um, scenario moving forward. You know, it's powerful. There's something about a, a, a human voice that I, I hadn't even thought about it like that when you just said an elderly person who hears that, who hasn't heard a regular voice or a voice yeah. regularly and just how much of an impact that can make. And so you, if you're able to layer on top of that things that, you know, like being able to help somebody or, you know, just show somebody that you're, you're thinking of them. Yeah. That's, that's what it's really all about, I guess. I agree. Cool, man. Hey, I really appreciate this. And you gave me several links that I am definitely going to share with folks so that they can, you know, check out some of the the latest and greatest, but you know, what, what do you want to leave people with when it comes to what's going on with voice and and what, what you want to see happen once we get past this? I would say, you know, we were talking about this before we came on. I, you know, I have good days and bad days uh, during all this pandemic. Um, sorry, I just touched my face too, right? Um, <laughs> You're also. <laughs> and so, I mean, there are, it's it's crazy what this can do to you. And, and my family too, um, you know, just, we make sure if we're having a bad day, we tell each other. And so I'm, I'm always, I try to, I'm an optimist at heart. And so, when I look at the positives, if I have all this, what's going on? And there's really two things I would say right now that I'm seeing happening in this space and it applies to voice, but applies to everything else. One is opportunity and the second is experimentation. And let me break this down a little bit. So catch this. We're like, I'm sitting here in a hoodie. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing a keynote in a, in a suit jacket or anything. So people are, this is the, this is a huge positive I've seen out of this is there are people I've worked with for years and I've never seen their family. And I love, I'm having all these work uh, webcam calls and you'll see somebody's kid pop their face in, you'll see dogs, you'll see cats. And I think we all feel that we should be reminded, wow, all the, everybody has a story. Everybody's a human being, right? And so in this moment, there's opportunity to connect in those ways like there's never been before. I would, if I had to, if I had to phrase 2019 in, in the difference and why I think the positive 2020 is 2019, I would say was a boastful culture. Hmm. 
all those Instagram posts, man, in 2020 of check out my new outfit, check out this amazing place I am, check out this awesome piece of food, check out my awesome workout, check out, that's gone. And so it kind of set this level set of we're all human beings and we're dealing with this and what can we help? So there's opportunity. And the second is a time for experimentation. I mean, um, if you look back in history, right, um, when you look back at like, just look at when refrigerant was invented with refrigerators, right? It used to be you got ice delivered. So right. overnight, these refrigerators, they didn't run off ice. You could have refrigerant. Um, and so what happened was there were all these ice leftovers. So there was a, a this gentleman had a big barn out on his farm and had all this ice. And so what he used to do was like, you know what, I'm going to store all of the, all this food on ice and people can come and they, it's convenient. They can get stuff. And I'm going to keep this open every day from seven to 11. And the convenience store was born. Right. And, and so I think that's what we're going to see out of 2020 is they're going to be, they're going to be restaurants that pivot and decide we're now going to be the most amazing online order system. You could do it through voice. You could do it anywhere and it'll be delivered. And like, you don't see this now, but what if I could deliver, what if I could make your food and have it at your doorstep in 20 minutes and you could ask for it anywhere you are. And it was super seamless, right? I, I think this stuff's going to start getting invented and that's suddenly going to become a new industry. So what does that mean in that industry? That means that individuals that uh, can take orders that can deliver like not just goods, right. But food medicines like that suddenly becomes a huge and powerful thing. And so I think that's what we're going to see uh, in this time, in this environment is just to think about that is to look at it as opportunity to learn, um, to understand that people are more forgiving. I've been I, all sorts of different live events and all sorts of different formats, see what works, what works now in 2020 won't work next year. Right. And, and so it's just understand where people's heads at and that um, there are some, some positives to this, right. And take this time to see you, the engagements, like I talked about before, I've seen my engagements, even on my silly little skills, you can get them up on GitHub. They're like Dungeons and Dragons dice rollers. They've gone up like 300%. I wow. don't even know how people are finding it, but people are engaging in, in those ways. So use that as an opportunity to learn, to experiment, and to try uh, new things. Uh, I think we're going to start to see some of that, uh, especially as we move into 2021, uh, is entire you know job roles that didn't exist before that will now become like one of my roles, I was just having this conversation with my wife last night, is I'm like, I think as more and more companies are figuring out, oh, wait a minute, this remote stuff works and a lot of people like it uh, and I don't have to pay all this capital cost on buildings. And and so, you know, uh, if that starts to happen and I can hire talent anywhere, then what happens to uh, families that want to have uh, you know, their kids are home. Let's say if schools go virtual, I'm like, I think the nanny job from like 2021 and on explodes. Like imagine your career profession now is I'm a nanny and that is a high paying in demand job for families who are completely working from mm -hmm. home and need someone to work. Right? Just like things, this is where my brain goes uh, as an <laughs> INFJ, but I'm like, those are things that can totally come out of this. Just like you've seen through history is entire industries are created, entire new jobs and Look at this as a time for experimentation, opportunity, and a reset on that on that boastful culture that we all, I think, needed. I'm glad we are getting a reset on that. Uh, but you also just you you made me think about how 
voice is touchless. And I think that is going to be something that people may have not, you know, thought about much in the past, but now coming out of this pandemic, I think that's something that is going to take on a whole new level of importance and, and create some opportunities around that. So voice, I mean, voice was already kind of, you know, that, like you said, one of the best human interfaces there are just from an ease of use perspective, but coming out of a pandemic voice is actually, you don't want to touch as many things as you did before. Oh so yeah. Even, even um, before. yeah. I remember talking to um, surgeons and they were like, Hey Dave, we're in the middle of an operation and every 15 minutes, a screensaver comes on because of HIPAA compliance and I've got it. Somebody has to go touch a keyboard. And you got doctors have to scrub in and out, right? And so it's like just the ability to say unlock, you know, it's huge. And so I I do think of that in like a hospital environment. Think about it in a restaurant um, environment too. Orders come in. If I'm cooking food and whatnot, I have the ability to just say burgers done, you know, orders. And you can – you because that – I'm already seeing that with restaurants that we order for that deliver where they're putting on their websites like we COVID free – uh, we're very sad. Like, I think that's going to, and I think all of us have become aware um, of this is just the beginning. So this is COVID-19 in 2020, but there can be other things. And, you know, the plus side of it, none of us have gotten sick in my house. We mm. always had colds. Like there would be like somebody would get a stomach <laughs> bug, somebody. And so my kids, my girls were like, yeah, mom's right. All this washing hands stuff. I'm like, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's gotten a fever. Nobody's been sick. It's like, and that was, it was always brutal. Like it seemed end of summer, springtime, something would go through our house. Mm. You know, so there's something to be said for hands free. Hands free. I think that's one of those hidden things, hidden jewels that, uh, will not be hidden anymore because of the importance it is going to be going forward. But Hey man, I appreciate you taking the time and, and uh, you know, kind of stepping away from, well, I don't know what you're stepping away from right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the same computer and another windows work. <laughs> there it is, man. Hey, well stay safe and uh, hope the family stays safe and healthy. And, and we definitely need to talk uh, before another two year period goes on. I agree. Thank you, sir. All right. Take care, man.